everyone, Dave and Jeff, time for another podcast. This time we're doing it on a Tuesday night. No, well, mo- no uh, Monday night. You have big ho- plans. Hopefully uh, Joe Cabral likes this one. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. Like, what I a, give a what shit. I mi- what did I miss? Oh, thing on Twitter. Hey, I've listened to all the podcasts. I, I thought uh, the one the other night was maybe the worst, just being honest. Well, Joe, I'll be honest. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> what, what, what was so bad Who of the knows? night? A lot of shit going on. I think you were talking about moving to L.A. Yeah, everybody got nervous. Yeah, they so did. So I'll just uh, wrap it coming. up quick. I'm very lucky in the fact that I'm going to work for a company that loves family. And so, Dave, I'll split time. And it made my kids happy and everything else. So what, the split, what do you mean split time? Uh, I'll be in L.A. and I'll be in San Diego. Okay. And I have no idea what will be what. You're buying two houses I'm from Brian Curry. I'm buying two, baby. Me and Padre Geekster. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You're at San Diego. Uh, you know what? I love the Geekster. She's I know you so do. sweet. She is so sweet. And and it is because of Geekster. Yeah. Uh, who I like so much. And I have no idea why she likes this show. Uh, but it makes me laugh every time that she puts up with your language. My language. And everything else. And it's because of her and our love for her as a show that we um, will either have a Dave and Jeff truck in the Pride Parade next year, or yeah. the or the Padres have invited us on their float. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And uh, and I heartily accepted uh, on behalf of our friend Geekster. I, I oh just, yeah, we said we were going to do it. We're in. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, yeah, let's go on the Padre one. That'd be great. I'm in. Yeah, we already said we're going, so I'll be there. And, and Geekster, it is. Look, there are a lot of people. Uh, from the gay and lesbian community who you and I have been lucky enough to meet over the yeah. years that have made us better people, that have given us a ton of laughs, support, and love. And as we've said a lot this year, it's time to give that love and support back, something you and I have never done. It is a highlight in San Diego. And, Dave, I couldn't be more sincere when I say I'm thrilled to do it. And uh, I think it'll be nuts. No pun intended. Yeah, I went there, Geekster. I went there. I was about to say something really sincere, and then you go to the third grade gay humor. No, I didn't even do it on purpose. I'm like, I'm such an idiot. I walk right into it. Um, but last night I was at the Ducks game, Yeah. and Geekster was hitting me up, and my man Fryer, who I love to death. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, it's a great opportunity. But you freak people out. I, I think that's incredibly nice. Yeah. I, I sure didn't mean it. And I, I never expected it. Nick Canepa wrote to me today. Did he really? Nick wrote to me. And said, Did he say, can you get me a job? Yeah. He said, LA Times, I've been waiting. I'm going to get him. Uh, he'll be the lead columnist at the Marina Del Rey Argonaut. <laughs> lead sports columnist. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I, so lead yeah. sports columnist. We're going to split time. So, it'll, I, I have no idea how it'll work out for the show. It'll be good. But um, it's my kids. I can't move my kids to LA. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it'll be great. But well, right now you can't move to LA. What if they said to you in a few years, hey, we want to go to high school in Los Angeles? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> How old are those Kardashian kids? <laughs> Dude, you missed out on that one. How old's uh, Courtney's kids? Oh, that, that was crazy young. Yeah, close though. Closer in age than you think. I like Courtney. Yeah. Courtney's the one I like, right? I don't know. Courtney's dumb as hell. Courtney's yeah. the one that says like every other word. <laughs> Can't take it. She's the oldest one on the show, and she says like like she's in thirteen year old, thirteen years old. Wear me out. But yeah. um, so yeah, that's it. I'm taking. That's funny. Taking the job, but I'll be able to do a lot of it from here and a lot of it from there, and we'll be fine. Have any? Has anyone at your employer right now said anything to you? Oh yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, no shit. 
The only guy I know announces the new job without telling the people, you know, professionally well, how to do it. Well, I haven't quit. <laughs> no, but you said you're going. No, yeah. I mean, I'd like to do both. I really would. I'd like to do, I'd like to find a way to stay there um, in some capacity. I love those guys, man. I have so many good friends, two of whom are ready to puke in their hat because they're <laughs> diehard Cubs fans. Actually, three of them. Three of my really good buddies in there are ready to puke. I love that place, Dave. When I went there, man, I was pretty screwed up in the head. There's a lot of people in that building that looked out for me and took care of me and really didn't know me when they did it. Uh, no, I'm incredibly loyal to them. So if I can find a way to be part of that team, uh, and like I said, until I get a key to the building, which I haven't got, yeah. then everything stays the same. It's- I don't give a shit. I talk about everything. Who cares? Anybody says anything to me, I'm like, well, so what? I'm still here. Yeah. I still, a guy told me. Uh, well, at least you know people in your building listen to this show. Because yes. you basically announced it on there. Hey, I'm leaving. Well, I thought I was going to LA. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, go ahead. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, I still show up every day, right? I do my thing. What are you getting angry for? You're the one that set this whole disaster up. You're the one that announced it. Yeah, yeah, fuck you for getting upset that I announced this on my podcast. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, Joe got his little nuts in a bind. Who gives a fuck? Joe who? I just told you. Oh, Joe same c- Joe? <laughs> We're still talking about Joe? Yeah. Hey, Joe, to be honest, I honestly could not give less of a fuck. Turn the show off if you don't like it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't send over Big John Stud to fucking pin you down and listen to it, you dumb shit. <laughs> Now, here's the great thing. Joe was at the event. Yeah. What? Don't come into the dojo crying. How about people dropping the loyal to the soil on you? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, fuck them. Give me a fucking job, you dick. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, fuck anybody who says that. Don't give me any shit. Don't tell me what's right. Fuck do you know? Sit down here buying <laughs> season tickets for a Mike Martz coach team. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, Dave? I tell you, the more I listen to that minute, Nick Stone, the more I like him. <laughs> Not me, baby. Not you, baby. And by the way, yeah. another dipshit crying the blues. I can't even remember who it was. I said it the other day. And I said it respectfully because I'm class. Yes, of course. Who's going to be the class in glasses of San Diego now? Uh, nobody. <laughs> And I said, L.A.'s not for everybody. But yeah. guess what, baby? It's for me. Yes. I like it. You and Dancing Barry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Chris Jenner. Yeah. Nancy Sinatra. Cl- Angie Dickinson. Well, Chris Jenner was here in San Diego, and she took off for L.A., too. It worked out pretty well so for her. So Raquel Welch. Yeah. Now what? Marion Ross. Yeah, now what? Do we have to go on? San Diego's too small for them and too small for you. That's it. I can still hang here. Yeah, I don't know why people got so goddamn nervous. Oh, well, da, da, da. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. And it won't impact anybody listening to the show. That's the thing. That's what people want to hear. Because I think what a lot of people thought, as soon as he said, we're taking the show up to L.A., they're thinking, mm-hmm. is it going to be the same show, and is it not going to have anything to do with San Diego and, no, it'll be and all everything that. else? But here's the fuck you you've been waiting for. Okay. The show stays the same, except for we're going to Patreon. And we're going okay. to Patreon quick. Good. And here's how the Patreon's going to work. And we're still a San Diego show. People are like, am I happy? I liked it better when I was just, you were going to L.A. We're launching the new website. 
Once Dave gives Kyle the information that he needs, the new Dave and Jeff website is going up. We hope to have it in place by Monday. Can we do it by Monday? I hope so. That'd be great. Okay. And then uh, I would say first part of November. When do you want to flip Patreon? And I'll tell you why, because next week I'm in Montreal, yeah. and the schedule's a little shaky between now and the end of the month. You'd let me know. I, I said I'm ready to go whenever you're ready to do it. I think I would say plan for the first part of November. We're going to be a Patreon site okay. from the start of November. And basically what that means is what we told you in the past, that the Sunday and Monday shows will be uh, available through Patreon on that night. And if you want to continue to listen to them the way you are currently, that's fine. They'll be available to you on Wednesday and Thursday. That's it. Be ready to go. That's it. it. You know, someone asked me today, they go, how much editing do you guys do? None. After the, none. We don't do any editing at Again, all. Every, every podcast that edits, to me, you're a bunch of frauds. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, just let it go. Let it go is right. You know, it's it made me laugh, though, when they said that. They go, how much editing do you guys do? I said, we don't do any. They go, you got to be kidding me. Why do you think me. they go nine hours and every I night? Said, yeah, no shit. It goes straight through. Why do we fuck this thing up so many times? Yeah. Why do we mess up complete stats and tell you... Hosmer led the team in home runs until I got to fix it five minutes later. Yeah. Oh, I got two good ones that you fucked up, too. Oh, go ahead. Remember, um, I, I, I want to say this. I couldn't have been more tired on Sunday. I felt like I slept right through that thing. Um, you fucked up uh, Vontae Davis, saying Vontae Davis was on Hard Knocks with the crazy wife. Uh, it was uh, Brent Grimes. Oh, is that's who correct. Thinking of. Apologize for that. Well, you don't have to I'd apologize. Vontae's a quitter, not a guy that's married to a maniac. Vontae, I was reminded from our friend Aaron Creasy, was the guy on Hard Knocks, and I don't even remember this one. But Dave, when he was with the Dolphins, he got traded, and he started yeah. to cry, and he wanted to talk yeah. to his mom. That's right. That's when right. Got I, traded tra to the Colts, correct? Am I right on that one at least? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job. There you go. When I trade you for Jonas Knox, are you going to start crying? <laughs> Jonas Knox was another guy that was – here's a guy, again, like Alan Horton, a guy that we used to sit there, look on the other side of the glass and go, this guy's in the wrong spot. We knew Jonas Knox had talent. Now he's doing a national show for I Fox. love that guy. Yeah. And I'll tell you another guy I love. And listen, Billy, you're my boy. I love you. But you got to understand something. Not everybody's meant for the dojo. Not everybody is meant for the dojo, but one guy is meant for the dojo, and that's Greg Bergman. And Greg Bergman and Dave are Dodger fans. Now, both of these guys are family to me. Greg was our producer at Fox Sports Radio. He is doing a fantastic job as producer of Mason in Ireland. Yeah. He sent me a message this morning while he's getting ready for the show, and he said, God damn, your audience is a bunch of maniacs. And I go, you're goddamn right. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, shit, I love it. He goes, I absolutely love it. And he goes, here's the other thing that I've noticed about your audience. Say anything bad about Jeff and you're dead man walking. Yeah. But Dave is always open yeah. season. It's the atmosphere you created. That's what yes. that is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But understand because a bunch of people jump into these things what happens with greg and dave towards me about the dodgers is hysterical we have done it for four i think it's four years at least yeah but don't everybody get upset these are two of my favorite guys in the world that are having 
fun. And I send you, don't worry about it. I got it. I can fight the fight. And Billy, you know you're my boy. But don't worry about it. It's just shit talking from these two knuckleheads at me. And they both know in their heart, Dave knows in his heart tonight, if Greg was here tonight, he would know in his heart that the Dodgers are going to fuck him. The Dodgers are going to break their heart again. And when they do, me and Boach are going to be standing yeah. there to, re- to remind. It's fine. Adam, you know, the funny thing is the one thing you guys can do, meaning you and everyone else that hates the Dodgers, is when you guys write you and why you, it's over. Yeah. There's no comeback for Greg Nothing. and myself. We can't say anything. Nothing. Yeah, you Darvish completely fucked this whole thing up for us. You fucked the Cubs. You probably should be pitching tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but Bergie is family. Yeah. And Dude, he's such a big Dodger fan. Again, he's not an on-air guy at 710. Oh, but he's he, on the show a lot. But, I mean, he's not. his name's not on the show. He's not like he's hosts a show, but he hosts his own Dodger podcast. He, like, he got so into this season, he said, fuck it, I'm doing a show. And he has a huge following. Am I also, is, am I right? He's a cancer survivor, I believe. I would think so. And But I just, I'm telling you guys, it, it just... Take the foot off the gas. Uh, now, if you want to fuck with him good-naturedly, he'll love it. Yeah. He will love it. And if you want to remind him he hasn't been shit since he left the Dave and Jeff show, he'll love that too. But <laughs> he works with two guys that Dave and I like a lot, and Steve and John. I think that show's outstanding, and I'm so happy for him. But, yeah, Greg's our boy. Take it easy on Bergie. He's my man, and uh, and he's fantastic, but I got a big kick out of that today. What are the chances Saturday you go up to Huntington Beach for uh, another charity walk? Uh, I would go if we're invited, but we got – actually, I can go because uh, all I want to do is if you can find us a place to watch McDavid uh, – the con- or McDavid, thinking hockey uh, – McGregor-Khabib uh, fight somewhere, and I'm sure it would well, be up there. you make it back in time. Why? Oh, she's kicking us out of town? Oh, I don't know if she's kicking us out of town. Does she even know we're coming? Yeah, I talked to her this morning. What'd she say? Well, we keep saying she. We're talking about Lisa Ann, who is so great for our charity. Has and there's her an own... Alzheimer's walk. Yeah, and she's doing an Alzheimer's walk because it was her grandmother that passed away. And Alzheimer's is a big thing for her, and she's done very, very good job raising money for this. I donated this morning, but it's funny. I donated incorrectly. I basically donated the money back to myself. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, shit, how do I fix this? So then You I, might have it. Oh, my God. It's no kidding. And then I had to, then I had to uh, write them and try and fight, fight this thing for about three hours to fix it. But I wrote to her. I said, look, I said, I want to be part of this because you were so great to our charity. Yeah. Our you charities. said you did or we want to be part of it. How'd you word it? I said, we're coming up is what I said. I kind of volunteered you in there. And that's why I'm, I'm saying, are you coming? And she says, you guys rock. You know, I'd love to have you guys up there. So that was that was it, and I, she said she's going to figure out a place for us to meet before we we start and everything else. And fucking, I said we we How's that we deal, are. Joe. <laughs> now what? <laughs> now what? Just, Is that more more just, at your level? Yeah, just spending a Saturday with the most famous female on the planet. Who now I, what? And I'll tell you the other thing. Who lives Joe, in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the other thing, Joe. Whether you want to like to hear this or not, I've seen her naked. <laughs> You son of a bitch. You've been hiding I that know. from me this whole time? Yep. <laughs> what if we were really... Joe, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't like the other show. I'm honestly not that bothered by it. Nothing bothers me right now, because I'm going to see Lee Sand in a week. <laughs> 
All right. So yeah, you know what's great? So we got to shoot up there, and then the, the yeah, deal is we'll go course. up there. I got to come back, then I got to go back up there like eight o'clock in the morning for uh, for the Raider Charger game. Oh man, yeah, I'm in. Okay. Which is yeah, I'm in. Is Rochelle Ryan going? <laughs> Probably. God dang it! That's so great. So great. <laughs> and here's the other thing. There's a tying run right there as we're watching the playoffs. There is nothing great about divorce. But a married guy couldn't do this. Well, Dave's going. But I'm going up there and just be like, ah, it's a struggle. <laughs> Wink, quick. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Okay. I'm absolutely in. And, and all joking aside, that is something that impacts a lot of people and it, it's it's te- you know who it's impacting right now is our old friend bobby bethard yeah and uh and no and i i uh, think is she, it marty schottenheimer suffering from the same thing yeah absolutely and uh, i think she's great dave and yeah i'm in a, do i have to make a donation tomorrow it's up to you if you want to make a donation or i not. will uh, unfortunately i did not make it in your name too. no of course not <laughs> so well that's fine you know what i'm gonna do i'll figure out how much you donate and then i'll donate 50 bucks more are you really you. yeah Want me to tell you how much I donated? Well, yeah, before I commit to that. <laughs> how much did you donate? 120. All right. So you're going to go 170? No. <laughs> did you say $50 less or $50 more? Yeah, no shit. Might be 100 less. Oh, my gosh. That's so damn funny. But uh, no, we're in. That'll okay. be great. Yeah. No, she donated. Yeah. She donated 100 bucks. I'm down for that. Yeah. She, no, she donated no, more she than don- that for yeah, us. She did a lot more than that. For our event. Yeah, more, she was great. More than $500 she yeah, did Yeah, no, she was great. No, we're in. And by the way, if any, uh, we'll tell you next week I should have all the final details for the AFSP walk. Um, that they're taking care of. And she's told me the other day, did she's come down here to be part of the Dave and Jeff with Lisa and team. That is coming up uh, three weeks from Saturday, 27th. I was going to be in Spring Valley on the 28th for the barbecue championship. I was looking forward to that. I can't, um, unfortunately. Oh, it's the same damn day. No, right. that's the Spring Valley barbecue is the next day is oh. the Sunday. But uh, four really good buddies of mine that I grew up with have tickets for the Rams and Packers that day, and I committed to this back really? in the summer. Yep, and cool. I'll be at the I'll be at the Rams Packer game. Oh, so that's my cool. Apologies to Sean and all the good people in Spring Valley, but I did uh, I committed to that, and it's a rare chance for four guys that grew up together to hang out. We're looking forward to good it. Good deal. Look at that. Whoever thought a Minnesota guy wouldn't go to the Viking game, but will go to the Packer game? I I am so fired up to go to that game, Dave. Because the, I mean, it's I'll be the at the greatest co- show going right now and then. NFL. Right. Yeah. I'll be at the Coliseum, so uh, my buddy Rob Henny, my buddy Scott King, those guys are big Rams fans. Yeah. They're all in, and so yeah, I'll be all in. Uh, I'll be all in on the Rams that day to to whoop up on the Packers. That'll be great. You know what's uh, what's interesting? I was listening to. I'll give credit where I heard it, but I heard it on Colin Coward's show today. He said okay. ra- ratings for the NFL right now are an all time high. They're up fifteen percent. And they're up dramatically among men who make more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. So guys who actually have money enough to buy yeah. season tickets and doing okay, it's never been more popular than it is right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the young quarterbacks. Almost every team has a franchise quarterback, sure. which is rare. When you and I were doing radio a couple of years ago, it was only like fourteen teams had real. You could say it was a real franchise quarterback. Now it's up to about thirty-one. And then at the same time. How many games have you seen in overtime in the first, you know, four weeks into the season? I've never seen so many overtime games yeah, in the crazy. NFL. 
how great the product is. The Monday night game was outstanding between the, the Chiefs and the Broncos, and Mahomes is a whole other star. Wow. And you sit there and go, I can't wait to watch them. And to the point where you're watching Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's uh, it, the, the game is completely blown up right now, bigger than it's ever been. Pretty amazing. Well, I feel bad for my man Jim Trotter. NFL Network was scheduled to be with us Saturday night to watch the fight. And Dave, you just mentioned Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Jim won't be at fight night. He will be in downtown Cleveland that night. Wow. NFL Network sending him there because the Browns have become a bit of a story. They felt like they got jobbed the other day. I think a lot of people think they did in the game against the Raiders and Baker Mayfield. And maybe it's the the kind of hangover from hard knocks. But all of a sudden now they're a story yeah. to the point that nobody from NFL Network was flying from L.A. to cover that uh, game a year ago or two years ago. But Jim will be in Cleveland on Saturday night getting ready for that game on Sunday. That is insane to see where the Browns have come from right there. Yeah. I'm going to ask about baseball real quick because as we're watching and by the time people hear it, the game will be over. But the Cubs are playing the Rockies in these wild cards. I love uh, the wild card games. Me I know too. people say you need, you need a, a three, you know, best of three series or, no or a best of five series or whatever else they want to say. But I, the fact that it comes down to kind of like the Final Four or the NFL where it's one game and this, yeah. this is it. Yeah. These are two really good teams, by the way. The Rockies and Cubs, either one of them, if they went to the World Series, wouldn't surprise me. Would they win both? I mean, aren't they both about 90-win teams? Well, they they were both 90-win teams, and at the same time, the Cubs had the second-best record in the National League right behind the Brewers. Right. I mean, just, just outstanding. If they won, you know, obviously on Monday, the Cubs are the number one seed in the National League playoffs. Um, I love playoff baseball in cold-weather cities. Do you? I love it. Not where it's snowing or it's – Really bad. But tonight, when you watch this game, uh, and they're in bigger jackets yeah. than we're used to seeing in San Diego. I, Dave, there's just something about it to me that just makes it so much fun, and you get fired up. Uh, here's why I love it. I love it because it immediately comes out of the gate. I thought the games yesterday were really fun, but right now tonight, knowing you have two – Obviously, the Cubs are a marquee team. I, don't, I wouldn't call the Rockies a no. marquee team. However, knowing that the Cubs could be out tonight, that the Yankees could be out tomorrow, man, that's big. And I think if I'm baseball, I go, yeah, that's a perfect way to get things going is knowing it's a do-or-die game right from the start. F screw that idea of a, th a three-game. Yeah. We don't need to drag it out anymore. We're going to drag this thing out till November 20th. Nope, one game, do-or-die, make it happen and uh and just go it's been great it's been a hell of a game it's been a hell of a game again two teams wouldn't surprise me at all if they went the one team to me is the weak spot in the national league playoffs is the braves mm -hmm. and, and i understand the braves are a storyline in the south because they're way ahead of schedule but i don't think many people are expecting the braves to get by the dodgers or to advance the world series they've had a had a great year one thing about watching the braves baseball i watch a lot because i always want to see what the braves are doing in the padres mm -hmm. they never beat the good teams they only beat yeah. the teams they're supposed to beat but they never beat the elite teams not and, yet. And, and not yet. I mean, again, yeah. if they knock off the Dodgers, which is funny, because remember the Dodgers shipped like four guys sure. to the Braves in the offseason yeah. to cut salary and, and everything Got Matt else. Matt Kemp. Yeah, they get Matt Kemp in the deal. You know, but they traded guys like Casimir and McCarthy and Gonzalez. Yeah, Culberson and Gonzalez and all these yeah. guys. to And sure enough, they're in the same exact fucking spot. Right. right. Yeah. Kind of uh, kind of crazy. But I'm with you. Playoff baseball is great. American League Baseball, none of those teams would surprise me in the World Series. Whether it's the Yankees, it's the Red Sox, the Astros, Indians, even the A's, none of those guys would surprise me. Uh, a big 
deal happened today in the American League, and it hits close for me, and that's Paul Molitor fired as manager of the uh, Minnesota Twins. A year ago, Paul Molitor was the American League manager of the year. Yeah. He was given a three-year contract extension, which the management team really didn't want to do. They inherited Molitor when they came in, GM uh, Derek Falvey and the uh, the – or the president is Derek Falvey, the GM is Thad Levine from the Rangers. They inherited Paul Molitor. They wanted to fire Paul Molitor a year ago, and they didn't because he got the team to the playoffs. They ended up losing to the Yankees. But again, American League Manager of the Year, uh, and gone today. Why Paul Molitor was fired is the exact reason why Andy Green should be fired. Paul Molitor has a higher winning percentage than Andy Green, uh, and yet, Andy's back. And I'm disgusted by our friend Steve Woods, who said on Twitter tonight that he would give Andy Green another year. Why? Yeah, why? What is going to change? Stop embracing mediocrity. What you have seen, the quote that was said today in regards to why Molitor is out absolutely applies to Andy Green, and that is Molitor was fired because he could not get the best out of his players. That is Andy Green to a T. And I don't get why you continue to drag out the process. There is no way if Andy Green worked for any of you guys and he underachieved at the level he did, he would be out. If Dave did his job coaching at Benita Vista, if I did any of these jobs at the level that Andy has performed at, we would be gone so why is he continued to give a free ride? It's a joke. And any of you that think that all of a sudden the tide's going to turn, it's absolutely not. I would fire Andy Green tonight. Dave, I'll give you a name who I would bring in. Go ahead. That's what I want to know. I think about bringing in Rod Barajas. Rod Barajas, former catcher, former big league guy. A lot of these guys have played for him, and they won for him at El Paso. Yeah. I don't have an issue with that at all. I don't have an issue at all because, you know, he obviously – he obviously knows commands the organization. respect. Knows the organization, commands respect from those players. Those players would feel at home with him in that Padre dugout as they come up through the system. I, I read it just tonight. Uh, That's funny that you, that you, you threw that out there. It, it, just to touch and on I'm Andy not Green the first. I know somebody yeah, else okay. has mentioned that. It's the first not time I heard it. it. I will say this about Andy Green. Again, I don't know Andy Green from a whole game. It doesn't matter if I do or I don't. No, Basically, his report, his, his report card him. sucks. Absolutely. And, it, and guess what? His report card's worse this year than it was last year. He's never been above 500. He's never even been 500. He no. has continued to lose over and over and over again. He hasn't gotten the most out of his players, and you can sit there and point right at the guys who are paid the highest in Myers Hosmer, and Hosmer. Myers. Without a doubt. Margot. I mean, how far do you have to go? Dude, I think a lot of people aren't Margot fans or Swahe fans anymore, and they're all saying, this is insane. We keep throwing guys to the side. And is it because they suck or the organization's not getting enough out of those guys or they can't judge the talent? Either way, you can't keep it the same way because what does it tell everyone else that's young and the guys that are veterans that are there? We don't care. We're gonna, we don't care and we're going to limp through another season because I swear to you, you can sit there and call me a liar. How many of you told us 2019's our year? You guys yes. all know now 2019 is not the year. No. No way in hell is anyone going to say the Padres aren't going to finish anywhere but last place in the West in 2019. All I look at is how things have changed in sports everywhere but here. Yep. Dusty Baker got fired. Was it the right move? In hindsight, probably not. Nope. But well, he got fired. Almost won 100 games back-to-back -back years. Molitor got fired. If the Cubs lose tonight, which they could, there's talk that Joe Madden could be out. Wow. Okay? I mean, 
There is an expectation in cities not named San Diego that you win or you leave. And I read a fantastic article that that Bryce Miller wrote from the uh, Sunday paper talking about Ron Fowler and the ownership group and talking about what they have done as far as improving fan product and stability. I agree with all of that. I agree with all of that. I have no argument with the ownership group at all. I have no argument with Preller. Where I have a huge argument with is, well, that's great that I can go and enjoy a Phil's barbecue sandwich because you don't have Cali Comfort in there yet. You should. And I can go get 19 different craft beers. Here's the thing. Your team sucks. And you told me that the team was going to show steps in getting better Yeah. in the way that a college running back sophomore year leads into a better year as a junior exactly. year. Exactly. This was supposed to be either the redshirt freshman or the sophomore year using my college football analogy, Dave. And they look like a guy that completed his junior year of high school trying to play in the SEC. And and why why Woods? You know why? Because he's trying to protect his friendship, his guest, with Ron Fowler now. Because he lost his edge. He has no credibility. Nine. You sure as shit wouldn't talk to Fallout Boy like that. No. <laughs> but goddamn, can you assholes in this town just demand more? Just, just demand, demand more. more. God damn. What is the matter with you guys? Uh, I just I don't get it. How none of you as season ticket holders don't go bullshit. Andy Green has paid millions of dollars. Yeah. He is going to be fine. He's well-liked in baseball. Just the way Mike McCoy was goddamn overmatched. And what happened? McCoy got run out of here. Yeah. They realized he was shit in Denver. Ran he got out. run out of there. Now they want to run him out of Arizona. Yeah. But, ah, uh, you know, we should give Mike one more year. Bullshit. Bullshit, man. And there's and just this stop embracing yeah. mediocrity. He, there is going to be no difference, Dave. Am I crazy? June 1st than there is today with the Padres. No, that's what the frustrating thing is. Again, the thing that surprises me the most about the Padres, because they've had different ownership all the way through and a lot of things haven't changed over the 50 years, is Ron Fowler's an old guy. You know, Ron Fowler's and a winner. Old. Ron and, Fowler has yeah. never been in any. Sorry to interrupt. No, you. I was about to say the same thing. He's never been thirty games under five hundred. He in anything he has done, from a professional level, from a, a philanthropical level, never. The guy has been fifty games over five hundred yeah. in every walk of life that he's done. So why he allows Andy Green to fail at the extent that he has is beyond me because that guy. What Ron's impact has been on San Diego across the board is, to me, in top five, top ten all time, right? I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah, he. I was about to say the exact same thing. My point is, here's a guy that is competitive. If you listen to Ron talk, yeah. he's competitive. He's Ron used like to, to winning. Fight. Ron likes to fight. I would not want to fight Ron. If you want to get in, uh, to, uh, into Ron's head, he's very competitive, wants yeah. to win. He's used to winning. As you said, he's a yes. champ. So why sit there and put your name on the biggest stage in San Diego and take this bullshit and say, Andy Green, you are not helping what I'm trying to do, unfortunately, before I pass away because I'm nearing 80, damn it. It's crazy to me. I, I couldn't give less of a shit about the uniform colors. I don't give a shit about the giveaways. 
I couldn't give less of a shit that a bunch of you had ants or beetles running on your head on beach hat night. Tough shit. Do you give a shit about the kid in Encinitas getting bit by a shark? Yeah. That sucked. About- oh, come on. Get the fuck out of the water. You know what you're getting into. But what I look at right now is, is Hosmer ever going to come out of it? it? Who is your second baseman? Like, are you going to go crazy and overpay Freddie Galvis? Are you going to go crazy? Guy hit 245. Yeah, no. I got it. He played 162. That's great. Ask yourself this question. Who else is asking? You know what I mean? That's my, that's my Tatis point. Tatis is your guy. Yeah, who and else Tatis is asking wants for, to play shortstop. You can't lose Galvis because you're afraid he's going to go where? What are you afraid of? Where's yeah. he going? Yeah. Where's he going? Kansas City? Yeah. <laughs> you tell him he's taking a pay cut. Otherwise, Buddy Biancalana is going to be the guy talking. Coming back in. Junior. Uh, Fuck, got to pay your MVP. Mar- <laughs> Margot, right? Clayton Richards going to be back. Uh, Talk of Brian Mitchell being back. Holy cow. Yeah, you can't sit there and judge Brian Mitchell on what he did against the Giants. I'm sorry. It's the fucking Giants. Yeah, I mean, they're got, shit, too. You guys wouldn't pitch him for three months because he knew yeah. he was shit. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Willie Mays should be starting on that Giants team. I'd rather start Boach than half the guys they had in that lineup. But I, this idea that we're going to go one more year, and Benny, yeah, I almost blocked Benny on Twitter tonight because Benny's like, I agree with Woods. What? What? <laughs> you get what you want, then. Go ahead. Yeah. Cry in your own misery when you aren't, don't even know what October looks like with the baseball. I got to tell you this funny story. For me, it was funny. Two weeks ago tonight, we're at Yankee Stadium. And as we're getting our passes, uh, you know, for for the Yankees, where it's seats going into Will Call, the guy next to us is a Padre scout. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a Padre polo shirt. Poncho. And my kid says to him, are you from San Diego? Are you a Padre fan? And he goes, no, I'm a scout for the Padres. And he says, well, what are you doing here? You already fleeced the Yankees for Brian Mitchell. And oh. guy, he, just, he just walks, <laughs> walks off. That's... You know, he said those are fighting words? Yeah. You couldn't have been more right. Josh is a huge Padre fan. He didn't have any time for his bullshit. Like, what are you doing here the last yeah. two weeks of the season? What are you playing? What are you looking at? Yeah. What are the See Yankees? if we can find another Chase Headley. Yeah, exactly. What are you, what are you watching? Watch, Aaron no. Hicks is going to be with the fucking pods next oh year. That God. guy that walked to the fucking yeah. ball in left center. Holy shit. I just, I don't get it, and I don't get you why. you get Brett Gardner. Oh, I hate that guy. You'll get Jacob Ellsbury and pay that fucking contract. He's <laughs> <laughs> your center fielder. Yeah. Oh, my God. Making me crazy. But I do. I, 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 I don't know this. Yeah. I, it just shocks me to believe that Fowler's cool with all this. No way. Can't be. But we talked about it last night or a couple of nights ago regarding the NBA with Jimmy Butler, right, where Glenn Taylor interferes. And I said, you got to let your basketball people do the basketball thing. This could be a situation where Ron is doing exactly what we talked about with Mark Davis, where he's letting the baseball people make the decisions and he's not interfering. And to his credit, and Dave, the more I think about this, I bet I'm right. I bet it makes him crazy. Yeah. I bet he wants to fire Andy Green. I don't know that for sure. I just would say if I had a guess, I don't have not talked to anybody in there. Uh, just from looking at his track record, this stinks to me of Ron letting the baseball people make the baseball decisions and then telling them and them saying, we're going to give Andy one more year. Okay, let's say you're Ron Fowler for a day. Don't you call in and, and uh, didn't call in Preller, AJ, and say, "What do you yeah. say? Why? Why? Yeah. What do you get? Don't Give be me- em- don't be embarrassed that you hired him. Let's let's not continue and run with a mistake. That's a mistake. What do you see in him? Why are we keeping this guy? 
what are three things he does at an elite level? Because any one of you that go in, when you have your review every year, if you're expected in today's economy, not only to get a raise, but to stay around. Tell me three things you do in your job at an elite level, not satisfactory or meets expectations. You're a million-dollar employee, million-dollar employee. Three things you do at an elite level. You know what, Andy? I can't tell you one. <laughs> All right. Here, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If you're Ron, aren't you calling in AJ and saying it's one or two things? Stop it's mumbling. A, it's, either the guy, <laughs> it's either the guy in the dugout or it's you. Is he not getting the most out of the players? Are you giving him players that he can't win with? Yeah. Which one is it, AJ? Because I'm, yeah. I'm getting rid of one of you. Yeah, which one is it? Then yeah. I start rolling up my yeah. sleeves. <laughs> what part of, I was just thinking of this right now, what yeah. part of San Diego does Ron live in? Do you know? Oh, I don't. Uh, okay. Where is he? I don't, even, I don't La Jolla? know. I'm guessing he lives in La Jolla. Do you think he, or the you, ranch? Ranch of San Yeah. Do you think he has mates? you think he has maid service? Oh, God, yeah. Do you think, do you think he, Ron's vacuuming? No. <laughs> he didn't have time for that shit. Maybe his wife's one of those people that takes pride and take care of her own house. Do you think Ron walks in at 11.30 at night after a Padre loss? He just chucks his keys across the room. <laughs> he just takes off his blue blazer and spikes it right into the floor and expects someone else to pick it up? I think says, Ron... Fuck it, I'm going to bed. Pour me a stiff one. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes his ass upstairs, watches Kimmel, and puts just cusses his, in his sleep. Puts his nightcap on. Wee, 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 wee. I can see Ron wearing a nightcap. If anyone I could see wearing a nightcap would be Ron. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> he just guns his keys and yells, fuck as loud as he can. Not even I'm home. Fuck. And just slams his blazer right into the ground. Right into the marble. Can a guy get a goddamn cavassier? Is that too much to ask? Starts unbuttoning his khakis, walking up the stairs, leaving those there too. Fuck it. Can't win. Embarrassing. Giving eight million dollars to San Diego State and USD, and I'm fucking gonna end my life with this bullshit. Want a fucking parade? That's why I bought this fucking team. And where the fuck are the O'Malley brothers? Two of them are missing. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell happened? Ron, there's pecan pie on the counter. Not tonight. Save it, honey. <laughs> you know he treats his wife like an angel. Of course he does. He's a Minnesota guy. I know. Watch. He'll hire Paul Molitor. He'll fire no, Andy Green and hire Paul Molitor. Shit, he'll hire Tom Kelly. Who's the, who's your new manager of the Twins? Oh, I heard it's going to be that dipshit uh, <laughs> Brad Mills. Really? Who? Brad Mills? Yeah, who's Not the guy? Not the guy from, cha- from <laughs> Channel 5. Uh, that's Brad Willis. No, it's Rick Willis. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're hiring Brad. They love what he does on the boardwalk. Who's the guy Brad used to coach the Astros? Brad, bald guy. (laughs) He's 75% of Major League Baseball. Yeah, he's a... uh, He's the guy? That's what they're saying. And he's another guy who's about 900 games under 500. Another real winner. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh yeah, pretty pretty uh pretty big yeah. Uh what the fuck am I trying to say? Pretty big resume for the guy coming in. I think it's Brad Mills. 
Like Bo Porter. Yeah. Remember when the Astros oh, yeah. were just going through all those guys God that were dang, shit Bo Porter, before yeah. they got AJ? Yeah. Uh, that's what they're looking at right now. Oh, there you go. That's kind of interesting to see how it goes. No, it's not. The it's, guy sucks. Well, <laughs> maybe you learned something. Nothing. These yeah. guys learn nothing. Nobody gets better. Nobody ever gets better at this job. That's why I like what the Angels are doing, going out and getting Eric Chavez. Yeah. What's what? Brad Ausmus got better overnight? No. no. You know what's funny about that is you're hearing Chavez. Chavez too is the guy. Yeah, right? everybody. I mean, okay. yeah. just L.A. Times. As they said the same thing. L.A. Mm-hmm. Times. Funny. Brett Boone wrote me uh, yesterday. He goes, "Hey, who's the new Angel guy?" And I said, "I think it's Chavez." And I thought for sure Brett would go, "Ah, oh, fuck that guy." You know? Yeah. Oh, I like him a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah. And so he thinks he'd be good for the Angels. Yeah. Change of pace, but anyways, I just. I just saw that today, and it just it makes me crazy because I look at what you see in Chicago tonight, and I know what the next couple of weeks are going to be, and I know what this city would be like if this team was good enough to win. Yeah. But all of a sudden now it becomes, well, you know, we've always said 2020. No, you haven't. No, you did not. No, you didn't. The original window was 2019. And not that 2019 anybody expected you to be a World Series champion. But right now, if you go 500, if you're a 500 team, all of a sudden you're like, well, we improved by 30 games. What the hell are you so mad at? And by 2022, we'll be great. Bullshit. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's eight straight years of under 500. That's bizarre. I mean, that is crazy. You know, the other thing that nobody talks about is poor fucking Rich Herrera moved his sorry ass all the way here from Tampa. You think he would have done that if he knew it was going to be this? This city owes him an apology. <laughs> poor Rich Herrera. Is he even here anymore? I have no idea. They moved him li- off to Bakersfield? I never listened. So he hosted Tuesday night karaoke at Gillies in Bakersfield. <laughs> and now coming up, Johnny Lee. That guy's a fucking dipshit. How was uh, I got to ask it because I haven't spoken to you in, in yes. more than 24 hours. You went up to the pond or went up to the Honda Center yesterday. Yeah, here's what the, I realized. You saw the goals in the Ontario, Ontario rain? rain. Which game was uh, Elston broadcasting? Oh, that's right. He wouldn't even try for the His goddamn job. dog passed away today. And that's, Shut up. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Fucking dog that he said, by the way. You, what are you talking about? You wrote uh, to him on social media. I didn't write to him on social yes, media you today. Did. I did not. I swear to God I didn't write to him about his dog dying. <laughs> Goddamn death dedication. <laughs> Just for that, we're going to run Casey for her. Um, yeah. Oh, man, so I'm I won't. hear that. No, because Craig posted a picture today, and he posted a great picture of his son walking his pup. Yeah. And Craig said it was his first dog, and the pup passed away today. Took him Shit. out. Took. He said he put him in the... Uh, I loved it, man. He put him in the wagon. He took him out. He said the dog passed peacefully while they were just cruising around La Mesa, man. He oh, really? go, yeah. Like, oh. think about it in your life for anybody, dogs or cats that you've had to put down, kids or pets, neither. <laughs> Dude, it just sucks, man. It sucks. But it even gets magnified more when it's your first pup. Yeah. And that's what Craig said. This pup was his first pup. and But that picture that he posted today of his son walking him, I just looked at it. I go, God damn, man, that's what it's all about. So, Craig, you're my you're my boy, and I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your family. Uh, tough shit, man, you know, to, to go through that. But I will also say this. There's no doubt that they gave that dog an incredibly loving yeah. home. Yeah. Right? And you yeah. go, 
that dog was loved every day of his life, and that's pretty cool. But I'm sorry for Craig's loss. Uh, Craig's a good dude. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures right now. Yeah. 14 years. That How do you dog feel? Lived. So bad. tell your Elston joke again. Bad. Jeez, I do feel bad. I might have to edit. I'm not going to edit this show. No, I won't let you do that. Here's what I realized. And because I'm full of edgy takes tonight, I'm going to bring you this one, too. And this is going to upset some people. What I realized last night watching the Gulls and Ontario rain is you go, yeah, they're these guys, they're one level away from the NHL. Uh, you know what else? They're what? one level away from double I. There's was a sloppy as hell. It's just there's no intensity. The problem is for me when I watch these games play is nobody wants to go above and beyond because I don't think anybody, to me it feels like nobody wants to get hurt and lose their opportunity. There's no intensity. And by the way, the NHL teams are making their cuts. Well, what happens then is those players come down to the Gulls and then players from the Gulls are sent out to wherever the fuck they go, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who knows where they go. So you're looking, I'm watching this game last night. I go, there's about 9,000 people in That's Honda it? Center. And it was free? Well, who's coming out for at Honda Center? There was a great crowd on a Monday night for minor league hockey, free night? I don't know, 9,000 doesn't sound like a lot. Anyway, in yeah, it's a free show. Yeah, Dave. You drove your ass up there. I wanted to watch the Gulls in the rain. You could have seen them here. you got connections. I do. I do. I know people. But, uh, yeah, it, I just felt like a complete lack of intensity. Will it change when the season gets going? I hope so. But I felt that last year when I went to these games. You go to the NHL, and you watch the Ducks play the Kings, and you are watching guys, I mean, yeah. elite players, and they are flying, and they are hitting each other. And it, I'm not saying you have to have 20 fights. I'm just saying you want to see guys that are delivering big-time checks and taking the body Goaltending is great. Everything's great. And, again, I get it. It's a preseason game. But but I just – zero intensity. You know, I will say this about the Ducks and the Kings and what they've become. That's a great rivalry. Yeah, fun. And the fans are super into it. I mean, they hate each other. Yeah. I, I, I dig it. I like that how it is. They're basically 26 miles away from each other, and they hate each other, that the fan, fan bases can't stand one another, hate the Kings more than anything else. It, I don't want to say it's Red Sox-Yankees, but there's a true hate between the two fan bases, which is it, outstanding to think where hockey was 30 years ago right. in Southern California to where it is right now. How old's Honda Center? What would you say? Did that open around 94? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have guessed, 94. I tell you, that building is beautiful, man. Still, and they, still. Still beautiful. They probably could go through the seating bowl because the seats are getting a little old, a little worn out. But, Dave, gorgeous new video board in there. Sight lines are great. The staff, the people who work there, I mean, the Somali family have always done a great job fan experience. And they had just all kinds of fun things with the fans going on, interactive stuff. They were finding um, – they found a guy in a Kings jersey that kind of nodded off a little bit, and they were just – Making fun of him, you know, playing Dreamweaver, and, <laughs> uh, uh, just all this shit, and just messing around with the Kings fans. But fan experience wise, NHL, oh man, Ducks games at Honda Center, yeah, Kings. Games. I yeah, I like both teams, and yeah. I know that makes people crazy, but I I do I like both teams when they're playing each other. I cheer for the Kings, but um, but yeah, just uh, I don't know why I don't I can't put my 
my finger on it, but not the not the most intense game. I was hoping for more. You know, it's funny. I do the same thing. People get on me all the time because I'll say I root for the Southern California teams. Sure. Like I root for the Angels. I root for the Dodgers. The Padres. You're not a the Clipper whole guy, though. If the Clippers were in the playoffs and not playing the Lakers, I'm rooting for the Clippers easily. I'd say the Clippers are my second favorite team. Not me. I, I, not well, you. They actually kicked in the nuts and left. They did. For for me, though, I root for anything Southern California. I was having this conversation with my, my son the other day because he's not a Dodger fan. He's a Padre mm-hmm. fan. And he says, you know what? I, I think I'm rooting for the Dodgers in this postseason. I said, why? And he said, they're the most exciting team in the National League to watch. I'd like to see them face the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Indians. One of those teams, he said, I think I want to see them make a run at it. And I said, you know what's crazy is I, at the time, I don't think I'd have been in Northern California. Mm-hmm. But when the 49ers were in the Super Bowls, right. I, I used to root for the Niners. I used to, and when the A's now that are in, I think the yeah. A's are that feel good story. Sure, I root and find myself rooting for the A's. I find, because I'm a California guy. It's my, it's my favorite state. I, you know, this is where yeah. I want to live. I find myself rooting for basically every team in Southern California, and especially if the only ones that are left are the ones in Northern California. Because of our relationship with the Boats, I root for the Giants in all three World Series. I don't. No, did you it, didn't. Not didn't, game one. No, I didn't predict it. I just yeah. said I was rooting for them. I didn't think I would have oh, built my house. Not good. I'm still paying the price. I got a t-shirt that didn't fit and you got a authentic world series jersey i know i was there fucker and then uh you pointed it out by bringing them on there anyway i find myself rooting for the california teams i'm not Mm -hmm. one of those guys when the ducks and kings play each other i'm a king's guy first too but i do root for the ducks the entire season um i have become a guy that i really don't like the dodgers and i like seeing the dodgers lose yeah i understand all that but I can't openly cheer against my buddies' teams. So, like I was saying to my friends at work, I have three friends that are diehard Cubs fans, right? Yeah. And if the Cubs win tonight, I'm really happy for them. I'm really happy for Theo. Theo's been great. But I I don't really have any ties to the Rockies. But What What about Bud Black? I was just going to say, one of my favorite things that we did uh, was Rosie and I, in the manager's office in Peoria, Bud made us eat Vegemite. Yeah. And it was one of the funniest days we've ever had. And Bud has always been great to you. And he me. was on with us every week in 2012. Yeah. And so uh, I'd be very happy for Bud. I would be. And then, so yeah, I mean, Stevie Woods for the Yankees. Uh, Lucchino still attached to the Red Sox. You know, different people have ties to different teams, so... When you don't have a horse in the race, you just kind of say, okay, well, in this game, um, y- you know, who of my friends are impacted by yeah. it? And then I, I want to see their teams do well. That's what I like to do. I like to cheer for their teams, uh, except for the Dodgers. Who, do, who does your dad root for in baseball? Uh, my dad loves the Dodgers. Yeah. He's a diehard Dodger. Huh? I was guessing that because your dad's a diehard Laker fan. And yeah, I forget your dad's Laker a Dodger fan, fan. Loves UCLA, uh, but tough shit. <laughs> And now the funny thing is, um, if the pods were in, he would cheer 100% for yeah. the pods. And and what's funny about it, Dave, is, like, I'll say that about the Dodgers. If you say to me, hey, man, I got Wednesday night tickets for Dodgers Stadium, and it's yeah. the Dodgers and Pirates, and we're just going to go and yeah. get Dodger dogs and beers, I'll fucking drive. I love it. I love games yeah. there. I love it. I love the whole experience. Uh, just going in, it, there's just something about it. So, yeah, maybe even my hatred's not that deep. <laughs> your but, dad would love it. Speaking, speaking of that, have you ever gone to a sporting event with your dad? Yeah, I took him to Vin's final okay. game. And I, we had an unbelievable time. Yeah. We loved it. I got tickets uh, for Vin's 
final game at Dodger Stadium. And when I was about uh, 16, he and I went to, I'd say, probably five Laker games yeah. together at Staples. And uh, Rod Martin let me try on his Raiders Super Bowl yeah. ring. And it was cool. me and about three seats over was Rod Martin and... About two seats over from him was Cool from Cool in the Gang. Really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Had the activator working. Chicks love Cool. Um, but yeah, but he and I used to go. Dave, you you remember old school yeah. Lakers hanging out? You could see Chick, and my dad was the guy that at that time. Remember those old school pens that would have a radio in it? Remember that? No. You would have a pen. I thought we had a pen right here. Right there, right in front of your face. Yeah, shit. All right, there we go. About <laughs> 50 of them. Yeah. You would have a pen, and the pen up here would have like a AM. Is that uh, right? Yeah, transmitter. And you could just tune in, and we would listen to That's Chick. pretty cool. And you'd Never have an earplug. Yeah. So My but, dad had a pen with a naked lady on it. When you turn the pen upside oh, down, yeah, it closed, disappeared. But he had the Mrs. Roper pen. <laughs> Dry heat. <laughs> Um, but we would go one earbud so you could talk to each other, yeah. but you could hear chick in the in the uh, in the forum. Wow, that's interesting. And so no yeah, idea. we that's love cool. go. I love going to games with him. That's cool. Uh, so the, I was just thinking about that. The coolest event that you've either taken your kids to sports wise or that you saw with your dad. Do you have a bunch of them or, or a few? Would you say greatest like thing I did for my dad? Yeah. was Father's Day a handful of years ago. Nokia Theater. T.J. Simers talking to John Wooden and Vin. That's cool. And we had a blast. Yeah. And I got tickets for that. Um, for my kids, I think one of the best nights we had was out at Lucky Louie's in Bakersfield, their first night at Whipped Cream yeah. Wrestling. That yeah. was a hell That's of a good. night. It was great. <laughs> you sounded like coach for a second. Well, Dave, I got to tell you, a couple of times, I, I've been out to Dirty Dance. I like going out there. You hear the old music. Uh, they play player, baby, come back. <laughs> Um, my favorite sporting event with my kids. Oh, I think, um, we had a uh, it's funny, Dave. They're about one year apart. Walchev got us insane tickets yeah. for the Charger Chief game. And that was pretty cool. But Al Horton hooked us up and got us tickets to the NBA game yeah. like a week later. But that was preseason. Preseason. I mean, the NFL was a real game. But the thing was, they got to meet Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma and um, Julius Randle, and got a bunch of pictures cool. taken. For them, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, they've been to a few sporting things. Um, but, but yeah, I would think I think that Laker night where they got a chance to meet a bunch of guys was probably the coolest that I can think of now. That's funny. I was, what I, about you? Did you go with your dad? You know what? The one that stands out with my dad is is going to my first NFL game. and we you see? We saw, <laughs> we saw the Cleveland Browns take on the Cincinnati Bengals at Riverfront. Okay. And it was like the last week of December in okay. Cincinnati at the top of the stadium. When we were last row, it was so fucking Riverfront? cold. Riverfront. And it was so fucking cold that it felt like you could have taken your shoe off and sh shook your toes out of there. Like they fell, yeah! off, you fell off your feet. I like that. And the guy, I was wearing a Sears Rams jacket. And, you know, oh, they, they, they didn't keep you warm at all. No way. And the guy next to me was drinking. I've never seen a guy drink before, you know, yeah. and he's drunk off his ass, Browns fan, and he just looks at me and goes, I hope to see your team in the Super Bowl. And I was like, fuck, this guy's a mess. Like, I mean, he's going to fall down yeah. the stairs a mess. 
never been so cold in my life. But I remember going to that game and um, I remember <laughs> it's a five hour drive and we're like 20 minutes out and I asked my dad to pull over. I go, I'm thirsty. I go, can you pull over? Are you fucking kidding me? Right. We're going to miss fucking kickoff because you right. need something to drink. Yeah, right. I, I remember just ripping my head off on that. I, I mean, I'll never forget it. I was like, what? Heck. My throat's dry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you drive through a fucking drive? No. No. Or is it kickoff? Okay. Yeah. Brian Sype was playing quarterback for the Browns. Did he get you a drink at the game? Probably not. $9 beer. I don't know what he was RC got. Cola. What he got me. But that's it's funny. That's the one that stands out to me is what I remember. It's going into my first NFL game. I remember I was shocked that the game was yeah. in Cincinnati, and there's so many more Browns fans there than Bengals fans. It was weird to me. Yeah. My probably, mom. Probably my, some kid that's going to StubHub right now. Can't right. believe there are so many fucking 49er fans there when he went to his first Charger game. Uh, my mom was a single mom, but found a way to get tickets. And I know she took me to at least two Viking games when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and same thing with my brother. It was great. We'd get out to hockey games. Do you remember who was playing quarterback for the Vikings? Oh, yeah, it was Fran. It was Fran. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I got to see Fran play. And you know what? I love Canopus sent me the coolest thing today uh, from 70s Sports. Yeah. Did you see that picture that came up on Twitter today? It was a picture of Carl Eller no. and Alan Page on the bench. And it's just those two guys kind of giving like a fist bump. And, Dave, you can see so much snow behind them. And uh, I wonder if I still have it. I got to send you this. This yeah. is a crazy thing that Nick sent me today. And I'll, I'll see if what I can. What was the caption? That 70 Sports is so fucking funny. It's great. Let's see. Hang on. Let me look at my messages. Uh, Alan Page and Carl Eller share a fist bump after yet another productive Sunday of kicking ass upon the frozen earth. <laughs> and Dave, there's the picture. Look at that. So this is what Nick sent me today. So Nick sent me this, and he said, uh, men were men. And I said, God, those guys were unbelievable. Now, this I had never heard. Uh, Nick sent me a message saying to think, uh, excuse me, and to think Sid Gilman passed in the draft on Alan Page. Chargers could have had Alan Page, really? Hall of Famer, for Ron the Beast Billingsley. Nick goes on, he said, every year McGee wrote, Beast to be unleashed from his cage. Leash and cage were too strong. And I just said, uh, it's a big miss by Sid, to which Nicky said, you moving to L.A.? <laughs> so it was great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love stuff like that, where you look at it and you go, wow. So, yeah, I got to see those guys. That's cool. As a kid, I got to see Rod Carew and Harmon Killebrew. Now, what I do for my sons, and it hasn't worked as much this year with me being out of the house, but the thing that I did when they were kids is I would get, like, a, I've talked about this on the show in the past, but it's my free advice to new parents, especially uh, anybody when you're going to start taking things. A, keep the paper every year from their birthday and get, like, a plastic storage container from Target, right? And ticket stubs, movies. Uh, you know, when you go to the zoo, when you go to games, yeah, and just yearbooks, school pictures, anything going on, and just throw it in that plastic little storage thing. And what I did was with just a Sharpie, I would just write third grade, who the teacher was, 2015, 2016. But it's kind of like your individual little time capsule. Yeah, that's cool. And so anything going on and like if they had a particular toy or something that you could sneak away and throw that in there just because in 20, 25 years, if they go back through these things, it's their whole life, man. There's all kinds of stuff in there. So I have 
game programs like they have. I was at the final Charger game, so they don't even know, but they have programs. They've got the game notes from everything, the final NFL game in San Diego. They have it. And so, yeah, all their ticket subs, movie stuff, different fun things we did along the, the path. But I would say if you're a parent, do that for your kids. Because, Dave, how cool would it be to go back and have the game program from that game you were at? You know, it's funny. I think that when my sister wa- when my sister was born, my parents kept the paper. And I think it was – I remember looking at it. It was like the same time that O.J. Simpson won the Heisman Trophy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of nuts. Um, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Again, save as much stuff as you can because – You'll, and save it for every kid, because I know parents, as they have more and more kids, they start sit there and they go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know, well, the first one ends up with everything, the second, third, and fourth one, whatever. I didn't see it come up, but I, I probably can go back and find it. Um, within the last couple of weeks, usually it shows up on your Facebook memory of the first Padre game I took him to. Yeah. And the reason why I mention it is I found a friend who has this company a friend of a friend, I should say. And you can give them any game in history, and they'll make you a metal print of the box score from that day. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so any game, uh, which is kind of fun. So at some point, I'll figure out what game, because like Facebook sucks for the most part, but the memories are really cool. And when you go through it, you go, oh, yeah, but if I could remember what the date was and anything else... yeah. Um, I can get that made for them and go, hey, man, here's the box score. Your first horseshit Padre game. <laughs> Love dead. All right. I want to fire through these spots right here, and then I'm going to ask you a World Series prediction who we're going to see who's going to win it all. Brian Curry, he's your guy. Not only My guy. He's your guy. He's your guy twice. Yeah. Yeah, he's the reason Jeff will be having two homes. I'm going to guess one in La Mesa and one in Bel Air. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what, that's what I'm or thinking. Or Studio too. City. Studio City is where it happens. Yeah. That's where it happens. Shit goes down. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Look at the size of that spider on your wall. God damn it. Does it have a red spot on its back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, take your shoe off and whack it. Bullshit. <laughs> that thing wants to take me out front and fight. Oh, he's climbing right over that picture. So that's what I get for doing this podcast with the garage door wide open. Yeah. Oh, that's a killer. There you go. Brian Curry, again, been selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Soon he'll be selling real estate in Los Angeles for Jeff. President's Elite Award winner. He's the guy that wins all the awards because he's so good at what he does. Brian is your guy. He can make your living situation that much better. What are you waiting for? Give Brian a call. He will find the perfect situation for you. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Also, if you need one of those people to manage your property, there's only one guy to do it. Brian Curry is your guy. He's a great property manager. He's a person to talk to. Don't get your hands dirty. Brian will handle all the dirty work. Loved his uh, tweet today saying, hey, let me help you with this process which I immediately retweeted out because it really is true. There are so many a different real estate agents and be so many different options. Yeah. And just it, it's funny. I kind of looking at different things that are going on for me and, and talking to these guys about commercial real estate in L.A. Well, I don't know a lot about commercial real estate. But I just kind of look at certain things and, and you give a little bit of advice here because you go, well, I work in an office and some of the things they're proposing, you go, well, that's stupid. That sucks. And this is great. But Dave, what I know the whole way through is I don't know any of this shit. I can just tell you from personal experience. 
And when you're committing for an office, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's a five-year lease. When you're buying a house, it's a 30-year note that you're signing. And you can't just go in and go, oh, hey, you know what? I realized when we signed papers four months ago, yeah, I really don't want this. Well, tough shit. And that's why you need the peace of mind that you get that I have with Brian. I know that I can say to him, Brian, this is what I want. It's really, and then he's going to come back and go, cool, but have you thought about A, B, C, D? And I'm going to say, no, I hadn't thought about any of those. Yeah. And you're right. I need a guy who's done it at the highest level as he's done it. He is no Andy Green. He's a winner. If, if Brian was Andy Green, I'd be in a manufactured house <laughs> in Yuma. <laughs> I'm fighting the floods right now. Fighting the floods. <laughs> sitting out there. Just trying to teach myself how to play banjo with YouTube videos because there ain't jack shit else to do out there's there. There's not jack shit. But that's not going to happen. Exit 12, there's a Taco Bell. Yeah. I'm going to be with Suzanne Summers in Pacific Palisades playing lawn darts, laughing. <laughs> and BC's going to be over there on the receiving end of a big wink. <laughs> Man, when you have Suzanne Summers on your property, you know what you need? You Suzanne need Summers. Uh, immediately right yeah. now right yeah you need yeah of course right but if you have suzanne summers on your property you need daniel tyler to get you a fence keep God all the other right. people right around off your property superior fence company is the way to go daniel's your guy 2005 is when he started he's been doing great business all over san diego county he specializes in north county but again i can't say it enough he'll give you that free estimate no matter where you live in san diego county 760-745-4846 760-745-4846. Daniel Tyler is your guy because Superior Fence Company does work where every job is an easy job. You name the kind of fence, the kind of colors you want, and he will make sure it happens for you makes it perfect. Dave, I cannot in six to eight months comfortably pick up the phone and invite Pam Greer over for a nice no. dinner if I don't have security in the fence at my new house in the Palisades. Yes. That's why you need to know Daniel Tyler. Guys sitting down here inviting Costa over so he can tell his bathroom humor. Go ahead. Have a little shitty chain link fence. That's all you need. Nobody's coming over to steal Costa from you. The goddamn Pam Greer was coffee. Yeah. And coffee's hot. <laughs> That's why my man Dan Tyler is coming in. Absolutely. Because I'm going to say, hey, Pam, come on over. I got swordfish on the grill. Got <laughs> swordfish. I don't know you know how to cook sort of fish. Good for you. Thank you. She's gorgeous. You got to keep her healthy. And she's going to say, did Dan finish that fence? I'll say, baby doll, that fence is even more perfect than you. <laughs> that's you even possible. And bring your suit, because guess what happened? Alan Taylor was over and he gave me oh, that perfect yeah. pool. <laughs> you got Pam Career and you got Suzanne Summers by the pool. It's going to be great. Taylor made pools. I made that perfect pool just for you, just like they can make that pool for you as well. Look, here's the deal with TaylorMade Pools. You name the kind of pool that you want, he will make it happen. It'll be better than you can even imagine. It's amazing right. when you look at some of the pools that have been done by Alan They're Taylor. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And there's so many of them I go, that's the one I would get if, if I was able to buy a pool right now. That's exactly it. Those infinity pools are absolutely ridiculous. Yes. But the pools he makes with the slides and the waterfalls and the perfect colors that go with it and the lighting that goes with it, yeah. absolutely outstanding. Alan Taylor is your guy. For your perfect pool, and if you're in a situation where you already have a pool, but it's not the, basically it's the 
the condition that you want it in, he can fix it up for you as well. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I'm looking at these Rockies uniforms. Yeah. Kind of that color, that purple. Yeah. That sticks out. And how many pools do we remember as a kid where the bottom of the pool, the base of the pool, was that terrible kind of light blue? Yeah. A much lighter shade even than what the Cubs have in their uniform. It's like, be honest, it's that ugly blue that the Dodgers have on their outfield wall. I hate that light blue yeah, that the Dodgers use. right. But if you went with, Dave, the, the Cubs blue, yeah, that the would Royal be blue. really cool. Uh, but if you uh, even if you went with that Rockies purple. It looks like you filled your pool with wine. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the kind of money you have. I got it. I'm just over there. Merlot. Yes. And Chardonnay mixed to get the perfect blend of colors. And Alan's going to be like, get the fuck out of here. I'll be like, yeah, don't you think that looks good? Move it. Go to the goddamn mall and get some Wetzel, bitch. Just leave me alone. But the thing is, Dave, if you said to him, hey, Alan, do I want that color blue or do I want that color purple? He'll tell you. Yeah. Why you want one and you probably don't want the other. And my guess is going to be he's going to tell you you want the Cubs blue. That's it. The Royal Blue looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But I love all the videos that he does for his business. I delete every video he sends to me personally. <laughs> so work-related videos I will watch all day. When he sends me videos that say, hey, you got to pay attention to the shoe, I don't have to. <laughs> I just delete it. When you see those, don't you just sit there and go, oh, fuck. This and, fucking and then you gotta, guy. you got to look around and make sure no one's behind right. you. Yeah. Because he's right. going to get you. <laughs> but I'm going uh, I'm going to his home country yeah. in a week. I'll be in Montreal. And then a couple of weeks after that in Toronto. And it's great, man. Dave, real quick, postal codes. How do they work? Oh, fuck. We're going letter, number, letter, number, letter, number. Oh, you're the man. There you go. Only took me 80 times. You're so proud of you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> when you go to Toronto, maybe you should apply for a job as a mailman. Because you already know the deal. Well, the Canadian Post, they've yeah. been on strike. I'll go right in. I'll undercut all <laughs> those all guys. Right. Scab. Son <laughs> Scab. of a bitch. <laughs> I'll go right in. I'm going to Tim Hortons. Yeah. Going in. I'm living the life right there. I'm not getting those crazy French fries with the gravy. And all. I'm not doing all no. that. But I'll go to Tim Hortons. And you know what I'm going to do with Tim Hortons, Dave? You're going to like this. I'm going to get a cup of black coffee. <laughs> I haven't had a couple. What about a couple of Molson's? No? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have plenty of those. No, I won't. It's a work trip. It's a work trip. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the work that Alan does with that pool, man. He's going to show you, and it is going to be absolutely life-changing. Uh, you'll love it. Tom, Dave, and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. All right. Let me he knows get, who we are. Of course. All right. Let me get your uh, World Series predictions, and then we'll get out of here. I got one other thing to get yeah. into. Um, my World Series prediction is going to be, oh, boy, who's coming out of the American League? That's a big question. I don't think it's going to be the Red Sox. I don't think it's the Red Sox. I saw the Red Sox three times in one week. I wasn't impressed with the Red Sox. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the Red Sox, and I don't think it's going to be the Yankees, yeah, which I, I think is that. great for I don't for think they the starting pitching. There's something about that Cleveland team, man. There's something about that Cleveland team, and I saw – oh, I know who said it. Chris Ellos said today, Chris Ellos said that how fitting would it be, how San Diego would it be if Brad Hand got the final out of the World Series for wow. the Indians. Wow, that'd be crazy. Um, I'm going to take the tribe coming out of the American League. Who's your American League pick? 
it's funny. The Indians were standing out to me for a long time. I'm going with Astros again. Yeah. I'm going to go back with Astros. I'm going to go with the starting Shit, pitching. pitching I, is That's what I'm saying. I'm going to go with starting pitching in this whole deal. I'm going with Astros. I know Altuve didn't have the kind of year he had last year where he was an MVP, but I'm going to go with, I think, the Astros. I'm going starting pitching. Verlander, Cole, yeah. and and I Keiko. understand the Indians have great pitching too, but I'm, I th- for some reason I'm going with the Strokes. All right, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Indians, and then coming out of the National League, hmm. it's kind of tough. Again, right now as you're making your predictions, the Cubs and Rockies are in the eleventh inning. Yeah, which so, is I mean, really tough. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I don't know that I would have gone with either one of these two teams necessarily in there. The Rockies have been red hot until yesterday. To remind me, I got Rockies, Cubs, Dodgers, Brewers, and who am I missing? Rockies, Cubs, Dodgers, Brewers, Braves. Oh, shit. Not going to be the Braves. Not going to be the Brewers. Goddamn, Dave. Um, Your Dodgers may go back. Might go back. Vegas right now is predicting a Dodger-Astros World Series again. Hmm. I thought I said Vegas isn't in the business of losing money, but that's what they're saying. I'll go. Uh, you like any? Well, no, you don't have to like the teams. I'm just saying. Let's say yeah, you're. No, be, let's I, say you're betting your right arm. You're gonna get your I'd right probably, arm. I'd probably do what you're doing. Yeah, I'd probably do the Astros. But just for here, I'll go Cleveland Dodgers, Cleveland in six. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. At all. The thing is, I like Terry Francona a lot. Yeah, I do you know? too. Terry Francona was cool as shit. Remember, he came on one with us. I think yes. when he was a Phillies manager. Yes. Cool as hell. I remember. I, I remember. I said something to him about when Terry Francona played on the Expos. I don't know if a lot of people re- remember him as a player, but a game right here at Wrigley, as we're watching a game at Wrigley right now, he was playing left field. He was leading the National League in hitting, and he goes sliding into the the left field foul oh, part man. of the wall. And he, when it was all brick, yeah, and he ruined his knee and was never the same player. They and, had padding up out there now, and, don't they? Yeah, at kind some of. Level? It was. It was. It was. He slid underneath. It was. It was a bad deal. Anyway, I remember I brought that story up to him, and he was like, "I can't believe you remember that story." Yeah. And he seemed cool as shit. He was always cool as hell, and he was Michael Jordan's manager with the Birmingham yeah. Barons, and he had a million stories for us. He was a great interview before he basically became a Hall of Fame manager with the Red Sox and what he's done with the Indians. All the Indians do is win that division every year. What's really funny is you have to find on YouTube, find the videos of Francona torturing Don Orsillo. Yeah. That's Just torturing funny. Don. Catching him and been doing it for playoff games. I yeah. think, shit, I think uh, I think Don's got Cleveland. Yeah, you see Ernie Johnson had a bailout. Ernie Johnson had a bailout because he's got blood clots yeah. and Joe Simpson not brought back because Joe Simpson got a little, got a little fresh. What? Got a little, yeah, got a little cheeky on the broadcast, so Joe Simpson out, too. What did Joe do? I uh, remember he was talking, he, oh, I know what he, he, um, uh, who was the player? Um, one of the minor league kids. Yeah. That he questioned whether or not he was really 19 years old. Oh, shit. Was it Acuna? Well, no, because Acuna's on his team. Um, but it was, was it Soto on the Nationals? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yep, and he said, well, if he is actually 19, then he had to backpedal and apologize. Oh, shit. Yeah, and Joe had something else happen, too. So, ah, fuck it. Go fuck home, this. Joe. You know, it's funny. When you talk about broadcasting is we always ask guys this question. When you call a game and you're in the stadium or the ballpark, mm-hmm. do you watch the monitor or do you watch the field? Mm. Did you watch the cheat? Well, you were gone. You were at the, the hockey game last night. So the Chiefs are playing the Broncos. You probably saw. I was this watching play. part of it. Yeah. Did you see the left-handed pass? No. Okay. So, the, so Mahomes throws a pass. He's about to get sacked by Von Miller. Huge part of the game. Turns and throws it lefty. Okay. Completes it first down. Chiefs go on to win the game. Well, when you're watching on TV, you knew right away what happened. Joe Tessitore completely missed it. 
had no idea what happened until the replay. That he oh, shit. threw the ball lefty. And so right there, it answered the question. This guy's not watching the monitor at all. Yeah. He's watching the field from 800 yards away. And right. he, he blew the biggest play of the game because he wasn't watching. Wow. Yeah. Was, anyway, for me, I always find that interesting. Yeah. Say, what would you I You got to have it. You got to nail yeah. it, man. Yeah. I don't know how that would have happened, but I don't know. Like, uh, to me, uh, you don't have to prove anything. Just get it right. Yep. My point being, oh, I, I'm just going naked eye. I don't need binoculars. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And I just can't say no. He has to touch Jason Witten every time. Every time. Can't not stop touching him. Wow. Um, one quick thing. We're watching uh, horseshit play by the by the Cubs allows the, uh, I don't know why the fuck I'm giving you play-by-play. By, play. by the time you guys yeah. all here, this game will be over. Don't worry. Sorry, Dave and I are distracted just watching this game. So, Dave, I, I just there's so many crazy things that have happened this year, and and uh, we've had two more. Two more happened to me and to my family in the last ten days. And about ten days ago, uh, we were at a memorial for a friend of my wife's who is the godmother to my sons. She is a wonderful girl. And she has meant a lot to our family. And her father passed away. Wow. And we went to this memorial to pay tribute to a family that is, like I said, been very, very nice to my sons. And so while we were there and at this memorial, um, we found ourselves, my kids, their mom, myself, at a table outside. And it was the four of us and a young couple. Uh, the girl was an attorney. I believe she's about 32. Beautiful girl. Her husband, good-looking guy. I mean, they look like the prototypical San Diego couple. Yeah. Works in insurance. And just striking up a conversation. We're just here at this little memorial. And you just look at this young couple and you go, man, both of them successful. The girl's beautiful. Guy's a good-looking guy. And they were very much in love. And what I appreciated about them in the five-minute conversation that we had, or 20 minutes, whatever the time is, they were so nice to my sons. My sons were there in suits, and they were complimenting them on suits and just chatting with them, and I, I just appreciated it. I found them to be very nice, and I said to, uh, to Jack and Kate's mom, I said, man, that's a cool couple. Like, you go, like, they just got it together. Uh, we found out that... My days kind of run into each other. Sunday night, she was struck with brain bleeding. She had bleeding on the brain. Wow. And she passed away yesterday. And I just said, I, I don't know her. I don't know him. But I just, I met him. I met him, and they made a really nice impact on me yeah. just for being nice people. And it just reminded me to remind all of you what I say all the time. There are no guarantees. We have no guarantees. And I just told uh, Jack and Cade's mom, since all you guys nitpick <laughs> everything I fucking sure say is. on here. Um, I just said to her yesterday, I said, you know, I'm heartbroken, man. I said, I don't know them. But I said, I just looked at them and I said, I, I like that. I like seeing happy people. I'm at a stage in my life where I like seeing people that are happy and I just appreciated how kind they were to my sons. And to think that 10 days after that, their life is turned upside down yeah. and she's no longer with us really hit me hard. And I felt so bad 
I, I don't know him. I don't. I, how am I going to reach out, right? Hey, I met you for five minutes at this memorial. Um, and so that happened last night, and I found out that this girl, just at the age of you know young, thirty three, yeah. passed away unexpectedly, and I'm just I'm heartbroken for her friends, like my ex wife. I'm heartbroken for her husband and everybody else that she impacted. She was. Apparently great at her job and a great person, and that was very sorry. And then I find out today, um, again, from Jack and Kate's mom, that another woman, a, f- a couple, Dave, when you're married and you have kids of similar ages, uh, a couple that worked with her uh, had kids right about, you know, within a year or two of my sons. The wife has been hit by an aggressive form of cancer. And I mean, as aggressive as it gets. And again, another family that made an incredibly positive impact on me, on her, on our sons. Just a family that loved each other. Yeah. And what was really cool was they loved us. And it was like, I didn't know any of that. It's like when you go to the school dance and you don't know how to dance with the prettiest girl. When you go to these family functions, I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, who am I, am I supposed to? Well, who, what do you do when you don't really know anybody? And these guys, because they all worked in the legal profession, they all looked out for me. They just brought me in. And now I, I just looked at it. And I, I texted uh, my ex-wife tonight. And I said, look, whatever you need from a time frame standpoint or whatever else, because I, I said to her what she said to me. I said, don't leave any opportunities on the table. You gave me that advice about Cheech. You and I finished up the Joey Bosa day, and I didn't want to go up there, and she said exactly what I said to her today. And thank God she did because he was gone 12 yeah. hours later. And uh, she said, you know what I want? She said, I want my friends to stop dying. And yeah, I no go, kidding, huh? holy shit, is that right? And so for those two families... I'm just one of them I knew better than the other one. But I wish I could just say to that family, I met your daughter. I met your wife for 10 minutes and she made an incredibly positive impact on me where I left that memorial. And I go, oh, that's really cool. Like, I, 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 I don't know them. I'll probably never cross paths with them again. All I know is they're pretty cool people and yeah. I enjoy it. And their life was turned upside down. I'm incredibly sorry for them. I'm incredibly heartbroken for them. And just for all of you in this audience that have embraced us, Dave and me and our families, uh, just, man, pick up the phone. Call mom. Call dad. Call somebody you haven't talked to because we've been reminded, sadly, again, that there are no guarantees and just, man, love the ones you're with, man. Be close to them and take care of them because a couple of families don't have that opportunity tonight. And for Dave and myself and all of you, we're extremely sad for them. What did Apollo Creed say in Rocky Three? There is no tomorrow. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Godspeed to the families. Uh, Scott Kaplan will be here Sunday night. Hey, sir. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to ask you this right here to wrap up. Go Would ahead. you be more interested to talk to Kaplan about everything that he has going, or would you be much more interested in talking to Alley Rat about life as Kaplan's assistant? Alley Rat. Absolutely. Yeah. Kaplan, you're out. <laughs> we should book them back-to-back nights.
I don't know if we oh need that gosh. much Kaplan talk. You know, though, I think a lot of people in our audience would love to hear Kaplan on here. That's He'll be saying. here. That's what I'm saying. I can't people wait. Are really excited I can't about wait. That. He's going to be here Sunday night. Okay. Uh, just so everybody's clear. Oh, two things. Yeah. And then I promise I'm done. Uh, fuck Darren Smith, who sent me the funniest text message I've gotten in my life last night because he was wondering if I'm moving to L.A. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago that J.T. the Brick got blown out. He goes, hey. Are you moving to L.A. to replace J.T. the Brick? The new show is J.D. the Prick. Now, that struck me incredibly funny. Yes. But I didn't like it. No, well, then you put it out on. Of course I did. And I'm like, Darren's probably like, oh, fuck, what do you put that out for? He retweeted it. Oh, he did? I'm thinking it's okay when you do it to me because no one gives a shit. But Darren, like, hey, I got an image. Bullshit. He retweeted it. I'm two seconds in. I told him, you asshole. It's the greatest text message ever. Um, And Kaplan's great. And has been great for us. And, yeah, I can't wait to talk to him about everything. And then we'll tell you about our role with Sided. You see yeah. Sided, all that shit going on. Uh, don't forget, new website's getting ready to launch. We are becoming a Patreon show in November. I'm going to split time between San Diego and L.A. That's a recap. Andy Green should have been fired tonight. My pick is Rod Barajas. Dave, who would be your pick? For the next manager of the you know Padres. What, I, 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 the guy who I think is going to be an outstanding manager one day, and I know the Padres wouldn't grab him, but I, I think Chase Utley is going to be an outstanding manager. I think he's, wow. he's the smartest baseball player I've ever seen. I watched him a ton with the Phillies and even more so with the Dodgers. He's the best base runner I've ever seen. The way he helps the young players out for the Dodgers, they all sit there and say Corey Seager and Kiki Hernandez and everyone else says Chase Utley's the guy. Why not? I mean, here's the Would deal. you fire Andy Green tonight, or am I crazy? I would have fired Andy Green before. I was so pissed they gave him a one-year extension. That that whole can't go in as a lame duck coach is ridiculous. But for the Angels going after a guy like Eric Chavez, Mount Carmel mm-hmm. guy, never been a manager before. I understand he worked in the Angels front office this year. Here's a guy that played and knows that A system better than anybody. Yeah. And how to communicate with these players and right. do everything else. To go after a guy that was a big part of what Billy Bean did in Oakland and bring that same atmosphere to the Angels, I think this is a great hire. With Billy Epler. I mean, fuck, man. Chase Utley has been in two organizations have been very successful in the Phillies and the Dodgers. Chase Utley would be a perfect guy to me. And I'm sure they aren't going to go that route. But wherever Chase Utley ends up one day as a manager, watch. He's going to be outstanding. Would you uh, would you entertain the idea of bringing Dusty Baker in here? Yeah, the problem with Dusty is Dusty's always known as that guy that can't manage a guiding pitching staff. Yeah. And that's one of the strengths that the Padres have is this bullpen. AJ does a better job putting a bullpen together than anybody I've ever seen. Towers was pretty good at yeah. it, too. But, yeah. Um, that's it. I, yeah. I told you, I have uh, Indians over Dodgers in six. You I got said Dodgers over Astros this time. Yeah. But, hell, I'm, I'm always wrong. So, here you go. Yeah. Real, real quick, I'm going to ask you one thing. Are you going to see it, not see it? Mm-hmm. Excited, not excited. Here's the deal. Apollo Creed's kid is fighting Drago's kid in the next Rocky movie. You, yeah. You excited about it? You know, it's funny. I've never seen Creed. It was good. It was really good. I like Michael B. Jordan, yeah. so I'll have to watch that. And Who's then Trump rooting for? Oh, he's rooting for the Russian. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Look, I mean, the idea that he's, I mean, he's mocking that Dr. Ford tonight. Like, come on, man. That's uh, that to me. Does he have any respect for women? None. And what he Im- did to that girl yesterday on ABC bothered me. I was like, come it, on. It, it, Let's not point so respect for women somewhere. Exactly. And for me, I look at it and I go, what the fuck? And luckily, I'm around. But I'm like, my kids, like, what world are we growing up in? And what I think of it, Dave, honestly, I go, there's a lot of goddamn racist people in the yep. world. There are a lot of goddamn racist people in the world that hated the idea that they had to acknowledge Barack Obama as a president 
and I have voted both sides of the aisle. Yeah. And I, in November, I'll vote both sides of the aisle. All I know is I'll vote against Soccer City because I fucking <laughs> hate every one of those guys when they talk. I do. Um, but I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm not embarrassed by Trump because Trump is who he is. I'm embarrassed by guys like, I look at Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you guys? Ted Cruz? Is there a bigger bunch of pussies than those guys? Nobody stands up for anything anymore. What happened to just standing up for what she believed in and saying, hey, you know what? This is fucking wrong. And you may be in there, but, you know, there's still a constitution and there's still a way we do things. And you're a fucking embarrassment. Stop being a bunch of fucking pussies. I swear to God, that fucking little bitch, Lindsey Graham, I'd beat the shit out of that guy if I was a senator. He's a little bizarre guy, isn't he? Single, living in Kentucky by himself, this big voice. He's a, he doesn't have a big he's, voice. He's, he's got a little whiny voice. A little whiny voice. And Mitch McConnell, stop sweating. Well, my guy is Ted Cruz. I don't understand how someone could say on national TV that your wife is fucking ugly, and then you beg that same guy for a job to work underneath him. That's I, bizarre. I did hear tonight, though, that uh, when Trump heard Kavanaugh was a virgin, that that's it. Yeah, now it got weird. Yeah. Yeah, now he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. You don't watch porn? <laughs> You're up. Get you Joe Brown on the phone. You don't get Joe Brown. You don't make porn stars. What else is your problem? Get Joe Brown on the phone. Good get dr- Judge Reinhold on the phone. <laughs> Judge Reinhold. Get him on the phone. All right. We're uh, Kaplan here next oh, Sunday. Jesus. Uh, on Twitter, at Dave Palais. On Twitter, at Jeff Dotseth. Email us if you want to sponsor the show, unless you're Soccer City, because we're not voting for that shit. And if you're gonna take one thing away from this this podcast, just remember this: this weekend we're gonna be with Liz, uh, Lisa Ann. Yeah, well, assuming there is no tomorrow, <laughs> but assuming there is, we're gonna be with Lisa Ann while Joe's sitting there going, "Well, this show was a little better." Fuck off. We'll see you next week. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at one, right here on the radio station you grew up with, Music Radio One Three Eight. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? Jeez, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Jeez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record. 
that is uh, that, that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying.